So today we're going to be talking about the what the anthrop what anthropologists call the others, and as we go through, you'll see more what that means and why that's important. Uh, we're going to start a little bit. It helps if we reflect on ourselves just a wee bit. So. For starters, name a culture that you belong to. Like any culture that you identify with will work. I just write it down on the paper. Okay, so question two, what makes you a part of that culture? So fill in the blank, a part, uh, but then explain, how do you know that you're part of that culture and not part of a different culture? Um, what made you become part of that culture? Now, for the next question, how can you tell when someone is not part of that culture? So fill in the blank, not part, and then answer the question, how can you tell when someone isn't one of, the, isn't one of you? So one way we can illustrate this is let's our school isn't highly cliquish, but we do have a little bit of that, like, like a lot of high schools do, maybe like all high schools do. And so if you show up and you're one of the kind of gamers, you can recognize, oh, I, I recognize you're a gamer. You're carrying your Steam Deck around in this little Steam Deck case, or you have a Super Mario Brothers shirt on, or something like that. Clothing is one way that we kind of spot each other and see who we are. So we do divide into this kind of us versus them thing. And that's why we started the lesson this way, is because I wanted to illustrate that everybody has uh, an us, and if you have an us, you have to have a them. There's no way to have a, an us without having uh, a juxtaposition on the other side of that. Now, that's not just an American thing. That's not just a local thing. That is a global thing. And it's true, uh, it's true historically uh, that there were us's and them's and is true in the modern world. Now, social scientists don't really like to do us and them as much. So they tend to call it, uh, they tend to use the anthropologist word. So they call them the other. So there's the, the people you're studying, and then there's the others, the ones that aren't them. Uh, and so if you're a psychologist, say, a lot of times you might use the term the anthropological other. What you mean is, well, it's not us, it's, it's them. Now this plays out, you can see this in uh, some cultures easier than others. As a matter of fact, a lot of times it's in the name. So uh, the, the Navajo don't call themselves Navajo, they call themselves the Diné. And Diné means the people. Uh, the Ojibwa are um, kind of along a similar vein. They're not the people, they are the true people. That's what Ojibwa means. The Chinese is a good example. If you look at the Chinese character for China, Zhang Guo. Guo means kingdom, Zhang means uh, middle. And the symbol for China, the symbol for the middle is uh, kind of a box with a line down the middle. So they saw themselves as the center of the earth. So we, we 
there, there's a trend in America right now to be like, oh yeah, we're so judgmental. And yeah, I mean, we live in a really judgmental age, but it's not just us. We divide into groups. We divide into us and them or us and the other. But still, pause for a second and go through and give some times when Americans as a whole or a smaller culture within America have emphasized the otherness of someone else. And while you do that, think about it for a minute. When do you do this? When do you emphasize the other? Oh yeah, this group's excluded me. Do you also exclude them? This is a, a common way of seeing the world. Okay, so why is this so common? Why do humans do this? There, there's a few reasons, and I'm just going to go into a few of them. I'm not going to, this is by no means an exhaustive list. Uh, the first reason is we just organize things. It's one of the things we do to understand the world around us. Uh, so when you were a little kid, you learned that there were farm animals. You learned that there were uh, animals that walk, and there were birds, and there were fish. You learned to categorize into different categories. Then you learned about platypuses and you got all confused. Um, where's Perry? Sorry, I couldn't resist. Uh, reason number two is your brain doesn't use a lot of power in, in terms of electrical energy. Uh, it, it uses about the same amount as given off by a single candle. And that's not a lot for something as big and complicated as your brain. So your brain takes shortcuts. One of the shortcuts is by categorizing people into different groups. Is this group safe? Is this group an enemy? Is this whatever? Reason three is it helps perpetuate our DNA. We spread our DNA, um, but it's not just ours. It's our cousins, our um, nieces and nephews. Uh, anyone who's tied to us. And when you live in a community, a lot of times that ends up being people that are tied at a fair distance. We have a desire to protect those, those people. It's a biological thing, really. So that's another reason we categorize us and them because us, the us group contains the DNA we want to preserve. Last reason we're gonna go into is our identity. We feel better when we're with a group we really belong to. Uh, the group we belong to, it, it, it's a source of pride or self-esteem. Uh, they make us feel safe. They make us feel like we belong. They, they boost our self-worth, and we're proud to be members of them. And so that, that identity is something they provide. And of course, we can't have an us unless there's also a them. And so this is one of the things with the world. So in this unit, we're going to be talking about the anthropological other. Who is the them, and how do they see the, how do we see them?